0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Down in southeast Missouri, getting the A-frames loaded on some gravel road right now. 4 20 in the morning the guides are taken the a-frames out to get those set up while the rest of us wait
2: I'm about to fly
1: Guys, Welcome to the show. This is Steph. This week, I am doing an interview from the blind while speckle belly and snow goose hunting with guide Nooner Hall, Jacob, some of our friends from South Carolina, and a bunch of complete strangers that we chit chat with in the blind. We talked to Nooner about speckle belly hunting, snow goose hunting, lots of turkey hunting, actually a little bit of fishing, and what it's actually like to be a guide. Nooner is one hell of a storyteller, and I'm so glad you guys are here to listen. This is Woods and Waters Project. Here we go.
3: Y'all kill 'em.
2: kill
1: him. alright Nooner, what's your real name?
3: Oh, I can't tell y'all that. <laughs> 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 you recording that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we well, gotta start over. Hold on. Yep, yep.
2: There
3: ain't too many people that know that. I, I've never people that lived, and lived people here and know me my whole life don't, don't even know really know yeah. it. You ask do yep. you ask Ask them why I'm at by my real name, though. I say, Who's that?
0: It's just something you don't see. Well, you don't have to tell us,
1: that's okay. Okay. You go by Nooner.
3: Yeah, Nooner.
1: Where'd that name come from?
3: Uh, Well, what I've been told it come from my little cousin. I said, I was named after my daddy. And everybody called me Junior when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. so... I guess when he learned how to talk, you yeah, couldn't yeah, say uh, junior and it come out yeah, "nooner." or so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it's been and stuck with me my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> no, my real name's Les Thompson. Everybody calls me nooner. So you ask somebody where Les Thompson's at, they think you're talking about my daddy or they won't know who you're talking about at all.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
3: We can call this in "the sugar and creamer" episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't got any it. <laughs>
1: yeah, gas stations out of creamer,
3: like to sugar. sugar. What's aggravating too? You think they'd keep that in stock, mm-hmm. especially this time of year? You know, yeah. order a couple, couple of it in advance. So you, what you do is yep. you dig your hole down, pat everything down, up north. This coffee ain't that good at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> But third, it's coffee, man. So it free, so I up coffee. I use yeah. the
1: powder creamer, it doesn't taste oh, too bad.
3: Oh really, you like
0: it? That half yeah. and half? Um,
1: I don't know if I like <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's better than, it. than nothing. Yep.
1: Are you an early riser, by nature?
3: Yeah, this time of year, yeah, most of the time. Which, yeah, pretty much. We're getting up about, I don't know, 3.30. Well, not enough, about 3 o'clock every time for the past month every day. After you're sick, you get well, under there. You about since October, I've been getting up about four o'clock every morning, yeah, so. Ain't too bad at all. You, I like going to bed go early to and getting up shopping, early. Is very but I like to take naps though. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. I've gotten a taste of like Jacob's guiding life and Plan on helping him this year, and I think my like biggest drawback would be the sleeping. Like I really, I really like sleep. I need, I need my sleep. Yeah. You guys have to like function on basically nothing this time of year.
3: Yeah. Well, next year is worse. Right? Next, or next month. Next month is when I start getting up. Two so o'clock in the morning. I'm meeting clients at two thirty and going out there setting out five thousand decoys and hunting at twelve o'clock, picking them all up and There's scouting. That's what Joe, is bad. Yeah. And a lot of times I don't get home till seven thirty, eight o'clock at night and take a shower and eat supper and say, hey y'all, good night y'all go to bed and get yeah. ready to do it again. Yeah. Most time I fall asleep on the couch or in the recliner though. I try to stay up and talk to everybody, I just can't. But if you ever if you ever break that routine, though, you get out of rhythm or it gets tough. Yeah, it's time, Leroy. I've been
0: ready.
3: Okay, I'm just letting you
0: know.
1: I heard you talking about um, turkey hunting mm-hmm. yesterday from across the blind. So my goal this year is to get the Grand Slam, like just the, the Rio Miriam's Eastern and Osceola. Mm-hmm. You have a Grand Slam, right? Yes. And were you, did you go to Mexico too? Or are
3: you? No, not yet. Hopefully soon. Within the next, probably the next two years, plan on going to Mexico, get the ghouls turkey.
1: Yeah, and then there's one more, right? The oscillated. Oscillated. Yeah. yeah.
3: You gotta go down like the Yucatan, down in Belize, and South America, and get that. That's
1: awesome. That's like one of my biggest hunting goals. I love turkey hunting.
3: Oh, I do too. Yep. Yeah. So got the uh, shop to Rio and the Merriam in Nebraska. That's fun. That's my favorite place to turkey hunt so far in Nebraska.
1: Why is it your favorite place?
3: Oh, uh, because it's something different. At the time, I never really turkey hunted no other than Tennessee or here. So. I was yeah. In central Mississippi. Okay. Grew up there. I ain't, I ain't turkey hunting in Tennessee. Probably five off. years, but you can hunt over there all day, and here you got to quit at one o'clock. So went m- hunt here in the morning, and go over there in the afternoons. My wife and I we lived in uh, DeSoto County. Yeah, I love about it. About and
1: I, I'm gonna make an educated guess that like waterfowl you hunting's you. your favorite.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. You asked me during turkey season, I will tell you different.
0: I did a lot of coon hunting down there too yeah. I travel Shoot. dude you know it's something I love to do. shooting turkeys I'm doing it. Have you been it? Yeah. Yeah. what I, did
1: he just ask you ask if me. you like to deer hunt
0: yeah I don't he no says he what. doesn't
1: but he is a deer dork don't even let him don't let him fool you
0: I can't have my
3: street my I like street. it too deer to
1: <laughs> Jacob's in denial about it for some reason Why, I don't, I I don't have, get hey. it
3: from, from Halloween to the Thanksgiving, you can't get me out of a tree. <laughs> I'll get in I'll sit all day. But I, I ain't got the patience to sit here and wait on ducks and geese like that, though. I can wait on a deer all day long, but I can't wait on a duck.
0: You like those horns. Huh? You like the horns.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if I like shooting big deer in my boat.
1: Me too. That'd be nice.
3: Now I want to go out. We have to shoot an elk with my bow.
0: I think you'd be suited for that. I
3: don't know. I, I I hope. That'd be fun. I got a buddy that's from Colorado. He lives a couple miles north of me and he goes out there every year. Elk hunting. I, I don't I, I don't think I'm gonna get to go this year though. <laughs> I want to, but uh my old lady made other plans. She wants to get married on September 18th, so I think that's what I'll be stuck doing. <laughs> I feel,
2: <Huh? laughs> I feel your pain. You feel
1: my, you feel his pain.
0: Yeah, you really. Something. We, went duck, we went duck hunting down in Arkansas last year, my brother-in-law there was a guy there with his wife on their honeymoon. High five to the hell yeah! I was like, man, you did you did all right, buddy. Get up to them. You did all right. The funny thing was, is you know she was the damn duck hunter. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel her pain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't Isn't that just something?
1: Nooner, how'd you get into guiding?
3: How'd I get in a guide? Yep. Oh, I don't, I don't rock the nose. I figured out how to blow a duck call when I was young. We had a, I had a buddy that lived down the road from me. Me and my best friend went down there to his house. And then another fella showed up and they invited us to go hunt with them the next morning. They had a duck pit. I don't know, I think I might've been 16, 17 years old. And at that time, we never hunted duck pits or nothing like that. We grew up hunting the bottoms, on the river bottom and everything. And they invited us to go hunting there at the duck pit with them, so yeah, we went. The next morning, Chris never showed up. Danny didn't get up. A guy named Billy showed up. Billy pulls up, and he said, hey, Chris. I said, well, I ain't Chris. he, he got to work. I'm doing He said, oh, that's right. Let's go duck hunting. So we went duck hunting. He's saying I can blow a duck call. We killed ducks. He invited me to go back the next day. We killed ducks again, and he invited me to go every time we went. And so I actually hunted with them for about three years, and and we decided we was gonna start a guide service. Me and Billy, nothing to do for a living because we both have jobs. We just wanted to guide snow goose hunts every now and then just to make a little bit more money on our on our decoys, you know. Yeah, I don't know. One thing led to another and just ended up being a duck guy, I guess. It's kind of a long story, but I'll tell it to you in a minute if you want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. All right. in oh. just a minute. Our <laughs> roots just got up in front of us. So.
2: Damn, off his end, off his Yep. yep. <laughs>
3: Get ready. Get ready. Y'all kill him. All
0: right. Rip it. high It's lash. <laughs> yeah, buddy. He's got those specks out of the field down there, too. Mm-hmm.
3: That'll work perfect right there. That's a good yeah. shot. Yeah. Down right over
0: top, bellied up. Oh, yeah. Show us your belly.
1: How long have you been guiding for then?
0: Professionally? Yeah. Uh, go
3: over 15 years. 15 years. I got it a motherfeller for three. And I started yeah, about 15 years now. Yep.
1: Do you love it as much still?
3: Uh yeah, yeah, I really do. I can, now there was a point in time where I didn't, I, I didn't like it at all. And I didn't even like duck cutting period for about a point in time. I had a lot going on and. No, but it's it's back now, so about the last six years, it's all been good. It's stressful, it's the most stressful, hardest job you ever have. When you got people come hunt with you and they depend on you to put you on birds, so.
2: Yeah.
3: It makes it a lot easier after you get the first flock in or something, you finally kill some. That's, you start relaxing a little bit then. I know one day a couple years ago, uh, I think it was in 2018, we went scouting after a snow goose hunt one morning and it was like all the geese left. We had a little bitty old feed. I mean, it probably wasn't 15, 20,000 birds in it. and We rode by it a hundred times. That's it. That's all we found. So we got the field. Got permission to get in and hunt them geese. Got out the next morning and we had new clients that ain't never hunted with us. This is the first day. It ended up being 16 of us total snow goose hunting. And we got the decoy set up and all that good stuff, and now, man, seven o'clock rolls around, we ain't seeing a goose. Where'd they go? It was finally, about 7.10, here, here come a flock of geese, and we killed them, but from 7.10 to 12.30, they didn't stop. It, it was non stop. Nothing nothing big, I mean, it was like steady, like that right there, it'd be, I think the biggest group to come in that day might have been a hundred, but man, it's, but the, but the first hour, me and Garrett and Jake were just looking at each other like, where's the geese? We didn't think it it wasn't looking too good at all. <laughs> started getting nervous that first hour. Like, where the birds? <laughs> the boys drove a long way to hunt with us, you know. They come from Michigan. And, you know, on the, first, on the first day you get people hunting with you, you want to have a good hunt, you know. Try to make a good impression. But, nah, we, it ended up working out. We, shot, we ended up shooting 528 geese in five hours, so it worked out good. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think so. And we thought we did something the day before. The day before we shot 372, but with a different group, we shot the fire out of them eight years. Killed 2,428 geese in 12 days, 12 hunts.
1: That's incredible.
3: Yeah. I'm sure
1: you've had days where you like shot hundreds and then the next day, new group of people come in and not doing so well or, or not so much? Is it pretty consistent?
3: Oh, that year was really consistent. Uh, 73 was the worst day we had that year out of those 12 hunts. And the second worst day was 100 even. Uh, we averaged 202 a morning. That was our average on that. So, I don't know, it was a good time. It's been tough since, though, on them snows. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see another year like that. But one thing bad about it, when you go to shooting geese like that, everybody that comes hunting with you looking forward to doing that yeah. you know so yep. uh they don't always work like that if you can kill a 100 snow geese in a day that's a great day that's yep. that's our goal every day to kill a 100.
1: Why was it so good this year like that year versus like other years or what's not so good
3: about it now? Oh it's the way it all played out the weather was good to us but I think the most thing about it was the hatch it was the best snow goose hatch in history I mean it's crazy there's a bunch of juvies yeah. yeah. We just shot the fire out of them. They, a lot of times you shoot a flock and get back down and reload, and the flock come right back in, you shoot it again, sometimes two or three times before they even leave. So if they're going to keep coming, we're going to keep shooting. We had to, quit. We, had to, we had to quit about 8.30 to pick up shell holes. There's almost 16 cases of shell shot within an hour and a half. It was that quick. Everybody had extension tubes. But you can't just kill 500 geese with anybody you know you got to have experienced hunters you know and them boys from uh, Michigan they was all big honker hunters and so extension tubes made the part <laughs> extension tubes have done that there was 16 of us and 14 people had extension tubes so uh, at least 10 shells of a, a person so yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we had we had like 160 shots going off a of volley so that worked out real good
1: but we're out speckle belly hunting today so i actually i posted a picture from yesterday's hunt and i had a i knew this going into it too but i had a handful of people reach out and talk about how this is like speckle belly hunting is like a dream waterfowl hunt for them and like they're real, they just really really want to do it do you i I guess like what do you think the draw is to speckle bellies
3: No, why why they want to do it yeah Uh, because there ain't too many places that gets them like, we didn't start getting specks good until about 10 years ago. I mean, you hardly ever seen them. If you did, you killed them. And now there's more and more of them in the populations uh, growing. And everybody, you know, like duck season's been a bad year this year for ducks. And so we're just taking advantage of what we have. Yeah. And speckle bullies, which I've always been a big speck hunter. I've always enjoyed shooting specks. I'd just as soon shoot specks as I had ducks. I mean,
2: yeah.
3: you know, they're vocal. They work pretty, and it's fun.
1: Yeah. And they taste
3: good. Yeah, they do. We
1: cooked some up yesterday on the Traeger, just a little salt and pepper, <coughs> and they were they were incredible.
3: I they all look like snows, Leroy. <coughs> <me> fix
2: that.
3: <laughs> you know, most of the time when we go duck hunting, we're set up to shoot specks anyway at the same hunt. So. Yeah. But since there's not been very many ducks, at all down here in this area this year. We've just been taking advantage of specs, chasing them every day, and it's been working out good. Some days are better than others, but for the most part we've been we've been doing really well on specs. So. Being able to stay on them and lucky enough to have the places that's holding them, so that's a big part of it, just getting where they want to be and getting hit.
1: your customers now um like repeat like do you see a lot of the same people every
3: year mm-hmm. yep uh most of them all repeat customers they've been taking them hunting for years and they book like a year in advance so you know pretty much they got the same days booked for next year already so that makes it a lot easier on me but that's that's what it's all about for me i i like it like that because you know you get to know each other become friends and then just in just enjoy hunting with each other. Makes it a lot easier.
2: Yeah,
1: I would say like, in a way, it kind of probably, like, adds pressure because you want to show up for your friends but also takes it away at the same time because they know, like, uh, when well, you done, it, I don't know.
3: No, it ain't as bad, no, it's, it's not as bad to be honest with you, it's kind of, a, you know, it's a little bit easier than taking a, you know, taking the group group of guys a group of guys you never hunted with before you know but just sit back and relax. And have fun that's the whole part about it. But it does it, it does get aggravated, though if nothing's working out right. But it, we seem to do okay. <laughs> it does get tough. Some people says so I don't I don't kill them every day. Every day they get tough. I know this past Saturday was hard. It was a really tough day. We only killed seven, and we had to work hard for what we had. It was, Geese didn't work. I mean, we blew our goose call all morning from, from daylight to 12 o'clock, and they wouldn't work. I, we, me and Leroy moved everything a thousand times, from decoys to fixing stuff, fixing that, trying this, trying that, picking this up, taking this out. It didn't matter what we did. I mean that's just part of it. That's the hunting part of it. Sometimes no matter what you do, it ain't gonna happen. But we made up for it. The next day, Sunday we had a really good hunt. Monday we had a good hunt. We have good hunts all all week. For the past for the past two weeks, we've had really good hunts. I think there's only been I think there's only been two or three days that we haven't uh, filled filled everybody's limits. So it's it's been really good. Some days it takes a little bit longer than others. Well, I don't know, we're just hunting. <laughs> and we we didn't have one, but we didn't have but one goose the other day before nine thirty. Then from nine thirty to eleven o'clock we killed the rest. That had a lot to do with the frost and everything. It had it hardly had no wind, it had a big frost and decoys frosted over and everything. Sun come out and they got to Decoys get shining like diamonds out there, sparkling and everything, and it scared the fire out of them. Sun come out, in the middle of the frost, and it was game on in. Another ball game.
1: What do you like the most besides besides waterfowl and turkey? Did you is that mostly what you do, like hunting wise, or do you like everything?
3: Oh, see, deer hunt, duck hunt, goose hunt, turkey hunt, and fish. Yeah, I
1: heard you're
3: quite a fisherman. Yeah, I like to fish. If I had the choice between hunting or fishing, I don't know which one I'd pick. <laughs> I, I don't know. For some reason, I'd probably lean towards fishing, to be honest with you, because I could do it every day. Yeah. There ain't no season. I can go fishing any time I want to, and I ain't got to worry about leases or getting permission or none of that stuff. I just hop in my boat and go. And they can't fly around. They can't fly 5,000 miles in a night or so. <laughs> <laughs> You wake up and go. But now I don't know. That'd be a tough one for me. I'm glad I ain't got to choose. <laughs> I like catching them big old catfish and, and big crappie. Fish a lot of catfish tournaments and all that stuff with my dad and my brother. That's pretty much what I do when it ain't duck or goose season. Now believe it or not, I actually uh, took off work a couple of times during duck season to go fishing. <laughs> sure did. That's why I was at January. See, on uh, New Year's Eve, I went to Alabama. Went, uh, let's see, woke up next morning, went fishing. Fished on January 2nd. That's sure we did, and we never thought I'd ever miss a day of duck hunting to go fishing, but I did.
1: Were you ice fishing? No. No? Probably no ice down in Alabama. No, no it, was, it was about 60
3: degrees. Yeah, and uh, the catfish. I know corner. that,
1: I know that. It- Jacob laughing. Are you laughing at me saying that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm it's aware. Rich. Yeah Do you like ice fishing?
3: I ain't never been You want to go? Oh, I don't I don't know if I'd ever have time
1: oh.
3: When yeah, if it's wherever it freezes and wherever there's ice I'm probably duck hunting No, I don't never have time to do nothing this time of year This is this is what I do right here pretty much every day from Thanksgiving to about the end of February, so that's about it. That Maybe fine? one day, if I, knew I, I knew what ever I was can get away. I don't know.
1: Unbelievable. Just well, laughing at Nina, Jacob you, laughing at me right Nina, now. I you, knew what I was saying.
0: Were you down in Alabama uh, last year when that big storm like affected that fishing tournament down there?
3: No, I was duck hunting and I almost went, but it didn't.
0: Sounds like you made a good choice.
3: Yep. Yeah, because we would have sunk. Yeah, five boats sunk that morning. And we would've been number six if we would've went.
0: It's pretty aggressive water. Nobody really thinks catfishing can be that dangerous, but on that body of water.
3: On that body of water, on that lake right there it is. They had they got a bunch of rain, and so you had the current going. You know, they had pretty good current down there, and what happened was the wind got up 15, 25 mile an hour, and it was blowing against the current. And so, and that place was rocking. Four or five foot waves. And the bad thing about it is you could have live well check at three o'clock in the morning. And as soon as you got your live well check, you could leave. Yeah. So you had people putting their boats in pitch black dark, you know. They got out of that harbor and buddy, it hit them. No, it almost went, but I'm glad I didn't because we sure would have sunk. The hole not not far from Haytai on the river. Had just a little old uh, bar hole, man. It was right off the Mississippi River. When the river would flood, it would restock it. And we'd go back in there and fish, me and my daddy. Oh, man, I don't know how old I was. I think I might have been 13 or 14 really? when I caught it. Yeah. We caught a lot of good fish out of that place, but the river changed so much it don't hold water no more. So See, I caught another. I think I've only caught two over three pounds. And one was three pound one ounces, and the other was three pound three. Awesome. Caught several two and a halfs and stuff like that. My little brother ain't never caught a three pounder. His biggest was a two pound 15 ounces. Really? Yeah. Yep.
1: Is your dad who got you into the outdoors? I'm mean, like, I imagine it's probably been a part of your life for a long time.
3: Yeah, I used to take my deer hunting when I was a kid and dove hunting and fishing. But he's never been duck or goose hunting, believe it or not. Really? No. <laughs> Everything I know about this right here, I pretty much had to learn on my own. Uh, now, we do have a family friend that took me took me and taught me quite a bit about it when I was a kid. he took take me duck hunting when I, when I was young. And I'll never forget them days. I used to be ate up with it. Sure did. I used to clean my decoys every night. I'd wash them with soap and water and get them all ready. Cleaned my gun, cleaned my shotgun shells and all that stuff. Man, I used to be fired up when I was a kid about going duck hunting. And I, the things I would do back then to kill a duck was crazy. Now, now you won't catch me doing none of it. If I couldn't, if I got too deep to wade by God, I'd, I'd swim out right there and get it. But I ain't, I ain't doing all that no more. No, but I've been trying to get my dad to go duck hunt with me for 10 years and he won't go. Why won't he go? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Tell you the truth, he said it's too expensive. I, I told him, I, said, well, I ain't gonna charge you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, what is it I got? That, what is it you need I ain't got? I said, I got extra waiters, extra guns. I, all you gotta do is just go out there and sit. Nope, not nothing about it. He, he's crazy about duck hunting like I am fishing. That's all he wants to do is fish. It's turning him up right now. He can't wait till duck season's over so we can get back into fishing every day. <laughs>
1: Did your brother hunt too?
3: Mm-hmm. My brother's just like me, yep. Yeah, yeah he, he does it all too. Hunt fish and everything. Yep. Yeah. Maybe one day my dad will come out here and go duck or goose hunting with me. That'd be pretty <laughs> cool if it, me and him and my brother came.
1: Why do you think you love it so much? Or like, what was it when you were younger?
3: Oh, I don't know. There wasn't, I don't know. This did it. Uh, I always had baby guns since I was a kid. I was hell on blackbirds and robins and squirrels and stuff like that. <laughs> we, me and my little cousins get up every morning, walk around, walk around right under where we lived at and shoot birds with BB guns or something. Hell, we've been known to shoot a rabbit or two, too. Never forget, when I turned uh, 10 years old, I got a, what was a 760 Pumpmaster. You ever seen those little pellet rifles? Next morning, me and my cousin went out there and I shot a rabbit with it. Took it down there to my buddy's dad's house and he skinned it. And I think and my grandma ended up cooking it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Shot a rabbit with a BB gun. ate it. It's non-stop.
1: I see that. I like see your phone like constantly going it's, off. Yes, yeah,
3: fix and die. 7.52 this time yesterday we was done. <laughs> That's why it's Crazy ain't it. I that changes it every day. You get we ain't do nothing no different today than what we did yesterday. It's actually a little bit better set up, too. We got the sun to our back, head good. A little bit more wind. No, I don't know, really. I guess as far as getting into duck and goose hunting. When I was young, I had an older cousin. Him and his friend used to go duck hunting. They'd come home with mallards and everything. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever, and that's what I wanted to do. So I want to go duck hunting. Ended up going to Walmart with my mom, talked her into buying me a duck call. I think she regret, regret, regretted it there at the end, because all I did was blow it. <laughs> come with a little, come with a little cassette tape. I'd go in my bedroom, shut the door, and I'd listen to his buck gardener teaching me how to blow a duck call. And I taught myself how to blow a duck call, listening to that tape. Young kid listening to Buck Gardner on my radio and crazy how life works out, cause 14 years later he offered me a job to work for him. So, went down to Memphis, started working for him and building some duck calls for him. Really? Yep, yeah, and now here it is now. here it is now. Yeah, old Buck Gardner, he's a good guy. Taught, taught me a lot about competition duck hauling <clears throat> and everything like that. So I like to do that stuff too in the summertime, go around and get in duck hauling contests and all that. So, I've been doing that since I was 14. Gotten my first one over at Real Foot. I thought I was gonna win because them guys was doing them long highball calls and everything. And I thought, Daddy, I said, Man, duck don't sound like it. I'm gonna win. I didn't make it past the first round. (laughs) The less you sound like a duck, the better you do. Ah, man, it's it's fun. It's It's a big adrenaline rush. Sure did. I tell you, I get, you get so nervous, it's mostly mentally things up there in your head, you know. You don't, you sit there and you blow the same thing on a duck call over and over again for an hour and a half, two hours a day for the past, I don't know, for ten years. And you just never forget it. But the thing about it is got to beat yourself on that stage. Yeah. So. I'd been up there so nervous, I'd just close my eyes and forget what I was doing. Be shaking so bad. I mean, you look, and especially down there at Stuttgart at World Championship. Guy leaders, like be two thousand people sitting there looking at you, and it ain't listening for how good you sound. Everybody don't need to mess up. It's like them judges behind you. No matter what you do, good they're listening for that one thing you don't do. But you can't think about all that. You just you got to get up there and concentrate on what you got to get done. Not you can't be scared to go up there and mess up. You, we call it we call it blowing safe, and it you can't do that. You gotta go up there and show them how big of, big of a man you are and just ride that duck car right on the borderline from sounding great to squilling and messing it all up. So. You blow, Nooner? Ah, this one here's a riceline.
0: Riceline?
3: Yep, riceline, three quarter inch guts. So acrylic. Sounds good. Sharp. Yeah. These need to get cleaned up. They got everything, you know, man coffee, (laughs) muffins, (laughs) Muffins. honey buns. (laughs) Probably full full of nicotine and tar.
0: whatever snack you're dragging in with you this morning.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I think about the only thing this, this year, well, this time of year, i probably live on coffee, monsters and uh, cigars.
1: I heard I heard you say yesterday, you think you got about four more years left. Oh
3: my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that, like that little uh, Jimny cricket. I'm gonna let it be 103. <laughs> Is that what he said? You ever seen that show, oh, Jimmy yeah. Cricket?
0: Yep, back in the day. Yeah. Showing your age a little bit.
3: Yep. <laughs> used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. He used to sing that song, I'm No Fool. Y'all remember that one? Yep. Jimmy Cricket. See, look, <laughs> cartoon show has changed. Well, my kids don't watch nothing like the stuff I used to watch. Golly. We used to watch Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and stuff like that growing up. And some of this stuff now, they watching. It's different. Here's how I need to narrow it down,
1: Nooner. Okay. I have a lot of goals, alright. So I want to see all 50 states before I'm 50. I'm almost 30, so I need to like up up it a little bit. So, I want to go somewhere I've never been to get like a Rio and a Miriam. I was thinking like probably Kansas or New Mexico or Texas. Mm-hmm. Suggestions. Nebraska for turkey. <laughs> okay.
3: mm-hmm.
1: I know I've heard it's good turkey. I think it's like I've heard it's like the best. It's Merriam's and Eastern's there, right?
3: Reels and even hybrids. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't out know. In
0: the sand hills or? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. What's cool about Nebraska, you can shoot three turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. But you buy a tag separately. Yep. So you got to buy what they call a habitat stamp. And your turkey tags are a hundred bucks. So if you shoot, you buy one turkey tag. Go kill you a turkey. You want to kill another? Buy another turkey tag. it'll kill you another. Me and J. Paul went up there. J. Paul drove up here and pick me up at the house, and me and him went. And we had a good time. We stayed. I guess it was through a place called G4 Outfitters. But we stayed. The guide was a guy named Monty Hirschmeyer from up there in Nebraska, and we stayed at his house. He had like a whole body. He'd like you walk in his house and downstairs and the whole downstairs was, was cool. That's where we yep. all stayed, and yep. man. He cooked us, uh, cooked us breakfast, lunch and dinner and everything, man. It was a good time. We got there and he said, let me tell you what hell oh, we got time. Say. We get there and uh, he says, what kind of turkeys you want to kill? Has any of y'all got any preference? He said, what about you? And I said, man, I said, I'd like to shoot a Maryland in Rio. I said I've never turkey hunted, other than back home, and I said I don't know if I ever get another chance. I said so I'd like to try to get the birds I need for a grand slam. He said, "Oh yeah, come on, let's get the truck." So we get in the truck, and he says, "I know where a marigold's at. We've been hunting for two weeks; can't kill it." And you know we're going up down the sand hills. Well, the trees is in the valleys. Well, hell, you're dead even with the top of the tree on the road. It used to be a big marigold rooster right over there in that tree. And hell, look eye level, and there was a turkey. Roosted in a tree, you know, a box call out the window. He gobbled. He said, yeah, that bird flies down right there every morning, and I can't kill it. I said, wait a minute. I said, you mean tell me that turkey hits that spot right there every morning, and you ain't killed it? He said, no. And I said, you're right there underneath that tree? Waiting on him to hit that ground right there every day, and you don't kill him? He was like, no. He said, wait a minute. He said, we, we, we must turkey hunt different. I said, what do you mean? He says, we don't go after turkeys until they're on the ground. He said, you mean to tell me y'all get in, sneak into them at roost? And I said, well, hell yeah. I said, well, why do you roost turkeys for? And he says, to, uh, to get an idea where they're at. And I said, well, I said, look, that turkey roosting that tree, if he gonna fly down right yonder, I'd be right there with the decoy, right there. And I said, you should kill him just like that. He said, really? I said, yeah. And, uh... Cause you know, we just got to token and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, he says, man, we've never tried that. And I said, well, I guarantee it'll work. He said, let's do it in the morning on that turkey. You want to? I said, well, shit, yeah. And so that's what we did and it worked, but I didn't kill it. He actually hit the other hill. He come around from the back and got about 30 yards from us and I was tucked in a little cedar tree and I couldn't swing. So we just let him go on. I said, we'll get him in the morning. We're riding around up down these hills and they come to a water hole. And we said, there's a turkey down yonder. He gets out of spot and scope, it's a Tom. It's a hybrid. I said, here you go, j Paul. Yeah, I don't want to shoot no hybrid. Not yet. You know, so we start walking down the hill. We drive down the truck. We're first we drive the truck down the hill and he says, okay, we're about two hills from this turkey. We walk down the valley. He said, we ought to be close. <laughs> turkey gobbles. So we set up. It's so like he got farther away. He said, "Come on, we need to get back around the other side of this hill." But well, we take like 15 steps, and pow! The Joker's coming. He just was turned when the gobbled last time. He's there. So this dude lays down on this place flat, grabs the strutter decoy, and he's right here. Man, Jay Paul walked that way about 10, 15 yards, and we're facing this way. And so he's to our left, holding the strutter, and there's, the, the valley comes around like this. So turkey just going to walk right through the valley and gonna kind of walk by us sideways, and we're, all the attention's going to be on this guy. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. Turkey walked by us like at 10 yards, and he just burrow it. Well, the Rio, he says, I got a Rio roosted in my backyard. He said, been here for about a week. And he said, it ain't but 80 yards in my backyard. He said, I've been saving it for one of y'all, so... Come on, let's go shoot that reel, Nerner. I said, all right, and hell, sure enough. He said, the birds going to walk down this tree line, come right back here through the yard. Build it. Come. Didn't go as he planned, but it worked out. It, he actually had hens with him that day. His first day he had hens. And this was in the middle of May, like May 20th. Wow. And, um, Super late. The uh, turkey kind of followed the hens around, so we just got to strutter and crawled behind it. And that joker's head went from white to solid red, just like that. And he stepped out there at 20 yards, and I just raised up and shot him. The next morning, I shot the Maryle at three steps. Nice. Yeah, we ended up shooting nine turkeys in two days. Wow. That's getting them. in Nebraska. Yep, Nebraska. Yep, it was fun. And then we left. Now, we went to to Oklahoma, uh, Florida, and turkey hunted. And that was a good time. I believe that's got to be the stupidest damn turkey I've ever seen in my life, but... An inch and a half spurs. Pumps.
2: That
3: turkey got shot at and ran off three times before I killed it.
0: He couldn't get enough.
3: Ignorant man, I've... Jared, you a big turkey hunter? Y'all a turkey hunter?
0: I'm not. I'm not a turkey hunter. Um. I've been a couple times and I just... I didn't particularly care for it. And i was probably going with a bunch of noobs too, you know, who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But, uh, yeah, I just, I like you know, to duck better, hunt and deer hunt. Yeah, can. I like to shoot
3: doves, too. Doves? Mm-hmm.
0: Now,
3: turkeys is the most aggravating, yeah. funnest thing you can hunt, man. Well?
0: I've heard that from a lot of people that turkey hunt. <laughs> and that's one. <laughs> whatever
3: you want. I've I've hunted it's birds that took animal. me four or five days to kill them. Really? Mm-hmm. I've even hunted turkey it took me a year to kill it could never get on him. Big old toms, man, they won't gobble, all that junk.
0: Four-year-old Tom's about like an old buck that doesn't really get up and chase those.
3: So check this out. We went to Florida turkey hunting, man. J. Jay Paul. I drove to his house down there in Houma. And uh, we go hunting for three days with this outfitters. And uh, we got close to killing a couple of turkeys and never never did. Uh, it was cool, man. It was a good time. I went hog hunting at night. Killed a hog. And uh, I, had, I got a buddy that lives up around O'Fallon. You know where it's at. Mm-hmm. And um, his sister owns land down there and lives in Florida. Well, he calls me and he says, I'm in Florida, this, this, and that. And I said, man, what can we turkey hunt? We got two more days down here. We're looking for a place to get on the turkeys. He Hell, my sister on land down here. She said, she got turkeys on the ground. He said, let me call you back. He called me back, and he said, hey, my sister's land, uh, caretaker of land, says he know where this big old Tom's been staying at. And he said, uh, here's his number. He wants you to call him. So I called this guy. I've never met him before in my life, and I called him. He was like, yeah. And i never forget his name, Jimmy Dean, like sausage. You know, Jimmy Dean sausage, is what I called him. But he had uh he said meet me here at this address at four o'clock in the morning i said okay so me and jay paul rode around for like six hours trying to find a hotel room because we couldn't find one and we finally found a damn hotel room we'll walk in this place and damn roaches is running around and we just turned around and walked out and i went up there and i told him i said look man there's damn roaches in this damn room we don't want to stay here We we'll just give them my money back so we did so we ended up right another damn hour we ended up finding a hotel room like at one <clears throat> o'clock in the morning. Wow. And we stayed there for three hours. And then we got up and left and went to Jimmy Dean's house and we followed him to this place and he said, follow me. We get out the truck and we walk. He already had us a blind belt made out of palmetto leaves. He said, There y'all go. You don't need anything, give me a call. He said, Turkey ought to be in there somewhere. You ought to kill him right here. he ran right at daylight, damn turkey started gobbling. And right when it was time it was supposed to, it flew down right in front of me twenty yards. This Tom. I said, I'm on him. Jay Paul, I-, I can't see it, bro. I can't see it. I ain't got no light, man. I ain't got no light. You, you know how he talks. I yeah. was like, oh, shit. And here we go this bullshit. I said, man, he's right there. I can't see it. I can't see it. Didn't get to shoot him. Hens flew down. He started walk- walking right toward the hens. Didn't have enough camera light, so I couldn't shoot the turkey. Caught him back. Well, they get about 50, 55 yards, and he gets behind a tree. I think I could see him, but J-Paul couldn't. One, I forgot which one. One of us was moving, trying to get to where we can see this turkey behind a tree. He ends up spotting us, started putting. When he started putting, J-Paul put the camera down. Turkey started running. He shot at turkey. Turkey started flying. Flew off. No, like a well, little damn. And we messed that up, so we get up, and we start walking down this road, this call, and we only heard one bird gobble all morning. That was it. We just shot at him. Didn't kill him. Well, we walked down the road, call, 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 walked down the road, call, and call, and call, and didn't hear nothing. I said, well, let's just walk back over yonder and see what happened. So we're walking back to where we was at and hit the call on turkey gobbles. So we just sat down. Here come two hens, no tom. Hit the call again and sound like damn thing and got farther. So we're walking. We said, well, let's walk up and get walk closer, try to cut him off. So we get, we get to walking and we come around the corner and boom, there he is. See this putts, takes off running. We were like 50 yards from the blind. That's where this turkey was at. I was like, well, golly. And I said, man, let's go back up here and I'll sit down at this blind and sit here and wait it out the rest of the day or something. Maybe 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 we can get one to come through. Well, I'm putting a strutter decoy out and a hen decoy. And I hear Jay Paul start holler and I turn around and look, and he's white as a ghost. And I said, What's wrong with you, man? He said, I about to sit on the snake. I said, snake? He said, yeah, said, what kind of snake? He said, copperhead. I said, where's that? He's went over and I got to look at him. I said, that's a rattlesnake, man. That ain't no, ain't, ain't no copperhead. It's a little pygmy's rattler. Y'all ever seen yep. them? They don't Flat get nose. very big around. Yeah. they just, they only about that long and a little bitty, a little rattler. Yeah. I, said, just, I just ended up picking him up and moving him out the way. And I said, come on, I said, oh, I ain't sitting down right here. No, no, no. That's right. why. So we decided to go sit back down in the blind out of made out of palmetto leaves on five gallon buckets. We put the strutter decoy out and the hen decoy and we sat there for about 10 minutes. Jay Paul said, no. And I said, what? He said, I'm getting hungry. I said, hell, me too. He said, let's go get some snacks. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to leave this shit here, everything but my gun. He said, all right. So we left the car, our vesting we carried nothing out but the gun, left the decoy out and everything. We go down the gas station a couple miles down the road and get us some snacks and come back and we're walking back to the blind and we get to looking. There that tom is beating the shit out of the strutter. I mean jumping on it, sparing on it and everything. I say, golly. but well, he sees us, puts and runs off. So up to this point, he's done been shot at and done seen us twice and puttered and ran off twice. So we get the blind. hell eight hour later, here comes some hens and we look, there's that fan. He's strutting with them hens, and we, we watch him breed hens and everything, man, until about 3.30, and the hens left him. He walked right up there to 20 yards, and I shot him. And oh, I think the funniest part was when I shot, it blew me off the five-gallon bucket. And then I jumped up, and I ran through the blind to go get this turkey. I was so excited, man. But, yeah, he was a good turkey, inch and a half spurs. That's the first Oceola ever shot. And that, that was my last bird I needed for the Grand Slam. But Jay Paul thought it was funny. I got Becky Sanuna. He said, you fall, off, you, you fell off the bucket. I said, no, man, no. But at that time, I didn't think nothing about it, but I did. He said, watch. He goes back, and we had GoPros all around us and everything. And he said, look at this footage. It shows me, shoot, and when I shot, I come back like that in the bucket. I said, I just fell right <laughs> back, back down on the bucket. Yeah, it was fun, man. We ended up hunting for another day and never got on another turkey. Have you had a favorite hunt that you guided? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know really. Like what do you mean? I don't
1: know. Like a most that memorable, sticks out. sticks out in your mind.
0: It's, re- it's really open for interpretation.
1: <laughs> yeah, however you want to take it.
0: Ah, I, I don't know. I've
3: I've been on some, been on some really good guided hunts. I don't know what the best one would be, though. I mean, I'll never forget the 528 snow geese. That was cool, but, I don't know. Least favorite?
1: Huh? <laughs> least favorite?
3: Oh, I can tell you least favorite now, golly. Yeah, <laughs> I got it some guys before, man, if it was up to me, I would have ran that ranger right into a tree as fast as it could go with me and them both in it. but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Never understood that either. I uh, we had a pretty decent little hunt. It's two days in a row. We was duck hunting. We, I think the first morning we shot twenty three ducks, and the next morning we already already had like fifteen. But they was pissed off about this bitch about everything, man. I was like they kept on and on. Well, if we know all we was gonna shoot was was twenty or twenty-five ducks every morning, we would have stayed at home and went deer hunting. <laughs> they just, uh, they How just, many of them? What was did it? they? <laughs> huh? How many of them was? Six. It? Goddamn. damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy hunting with them at all, and I just got tired of hearing it. And I just, I didn't say nothing to them. I just went over and got the Argo, I drove her right up to the pit, I said, Here you go, and I said. It's over, we're done. And I carried them back up there right to the truck and they said, you coming back to the lodge? I said, no. I said, I'm staying out here hunting. I didn't want to be around them. I dropped them off and I left. I, I went back out there and hunted by myself and,
2: and yeah, but not too, not too many, man. Most of the time
3: I enjoy hunting with everybody that comes hunting and, and I guess most people enjoy hunting with me because most of them always come back, so.
1: And I will be back. We ended up having two great days of Specs, Snows, and Stories with Nooner. I love regular people who make the most out of life enjoying what they do and not even realizing how damn awesome they are. I could have listened to him talk all day. I did listen to him talk all day. There were hours of recording of... Us hunting and shooting and talking that I didn't even get in here. I have so much respect for the work that he's done and the work that he puts in and his attitude about it. He's incredible, an incredible guide. I had such a great time. It meant so much to finally go spec hunting and I am just so thankful. Thank you, Nooner, Leroy, the whole crew. And guys, check out Snowstorm Outfitters if you want to book a goose or duck hunt in Tennessee or Missouri. They're awesome. And if you can get in, you need to get in. <laughs> also, guys, check out woodsandwatersproject.com. Hit subscribe. It's right there when you get on the website. And stay up to date on podcasts, events, workshops I have coming up. Reach out to me. Let me know what you're thinking. Leave us a review. Tell me all the things. Thanks for being here. Until next time.
3: I'll kill them.